Hi everyone, welcome to Cow Corner Cricket Cast. I'm your host Pratham. Um, I'm joined by my mate Rohan, and today we're going to be discussing the second day, yes, of this really interestingly poised Test match at Trent Bridge between England and India. India started really well. Um, their openers played resolutely. They played patiently. Um, they did survive a bunch of player misses, um, especially Rohit, but fair play, he stuck in for a while. Um, and it looked to be going well. England's bowlers looked a little bit, um, I wouldn't say rattled, but they were bowling a little too wide of the length if they were being critical, uh, honest and critical of themselves. And it, they seemed to have recognized that. Came back, second session after lunch, bowled much more straighter at the stumps. Um, and Rohit got out to an ill-advised huh, pull shot. Um, couldn't really control it. Um, and then the collapse. Uh, <laughs> after that Robinson wicket to Jimmy Anderson, who took two and two. And then Rahane running himself out in like a headless chicken in a very suicidal fashion. And so at the end of the day's play, we had 125 for four. Um, and you've got to say even Stevens overall for both in yeah. London and India. Yeah. India basically did what they had to do yesterday, uh, had to do, as we said yesterday, to get themselves in the driver's seat in the first in the first session. I don't necessarily mind the way that Rohit got out. He got out trying to put pressure on England and score some runs and up to, because he had gotten India to, he got India the first 50 runs, right? And you, realistically, it's a difficult, it, it's something of a difficult wicket. It's already showing two pace. It, it had a two pace nature on day one. Yeah. 250 would be enough. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, so getting a 250 score, that's enough, really. So if, if you get, if your opener gets you uh, 50, uh, not 20% of the way there, that's really all you need from him. So now he's just going to, he did the responsible thing and tried to accelerate. Ideally, we would have liked him not to have gotten out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I if think you're he did. An India fan. I think he did fall for the the bounce ploy, but I will give credit here to the bowler. Robinson bowled a yeah. excellent short ball. It's a ball that went literally above like eye height, so he was just outside of Rohit's eye line, which means that when he had to pull that, if he was going to go for the aggressive shot, he wouldn't be able to necessarily control it as well, especially because it was directed right at the center of his head. Right, just the line of the ball and yeah. everything was perfect. Um, again, and I think I think a lot of credit needs to go to Robinson there because Rohit Sharma is one of the best pullers and hookers in the world. Yeah, I mean he doesn't really hook, but pull. Yes, he, he pulls pretty well. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean it, it was it was an excellent short ball. It was a perfect short ball to Rohit Sharma, and I a lot of credit needs to go there. And and he instigated the collapse um, there, and then obviously Jimmy came in um, and and did what and he did, did. Jimmy Anderson things. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I, I think that's I, the best way you can put it. Clouds come in. Jimmy Anderson takes the ball, and the and we can start tumbling. Yeah, um, he he's such a beautiful side to watch with the the when the ball swings. When he's right? in full flow, when he's in full flow with the Duke's ball on a cloudy day in England, there's not a more terrifying and amazing bowler to watch because in my he extracts yeah. every little like if there's any movement that he can get he will find it. That's what did in Pujara. Pujara has, has had a run of horrendous luck stretching back the last two years. He just years, keeps basically. on getting Jaffa, dude. He, like, <laughs> he doesn't, like, like it's 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 like one of those things, right? Like, he, he can't not get, like, he's so resolute defensively that the yeah. only way you can get him out is bowl an absolute peach and get him. And the thing is that every team that he's faced so far in this, in this past two years has only done that. Think yeah. about it. New Zealand, 
He's facing New Zealand twice. Yeah, got him. Times. Jameson Get... necked him out. Um, <laughs> and then, Australia, uh, Pat Australia, Cummins, Pat Hazelwood. Cummins, Hazelwood just, they, they plugged away. Yeah. He, he got 50s, but <laughs> they got him out in the end. I just feel um, sad. I, I feel sad. For, it's like the Mark Grant in, 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 in India, right? Like you, you yeah. get like Jimmy Anderson reverse swinging the ball. And it's like, <laughs> you can't do anything. It, 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 I mean, he got some really good jaffas, admittedly. And he's been in that naked. It reminds me actually of this former English player, Mark Rampakash, who like, yeah. you, you could swear every time he'd just get a jaffa and you'd be like, <laughs> how the hell how is this possible <laughs> yeah it, it, but i i will say pajara is sort of uh bringing up this on himself as well just because his footwork is a little less assured right um even though he's yeah. not he's getting out to good balls right a huge reason yes pajara scores slowly but a huge reason why he's been scoring so slowly of late um even uncharacteristically for him is because he's just not i think it's a back issue as well his footwork is just not quite there it's not I, 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 confident I want to add in try. something on yeah. that so on that note um, Pajara scored again people talk about Pajara's low strike rate um, and that's true for the first 50 runs or so after that it, it, it doubles and off pretty much every 50 runs beyond that yeah um, but the reason said- Pajara I think is I think one of the reasons Pajara is struggling is Pajara is not a batsman who runs between the wickets very well um, he, he's not he's not like Kohli or Rohit or uh, KL or um, Rahane, right? Where they they'll just sprint to take that take the take a just dump the ball off and run. Yeah, they'll right? convert ones into twos very often. Into twos and stuff like that, right? Pajara's problem is that he's not very fast. He's no. For for a top level batsman, he's not particularly quick. What a lot of his run scoring is and people forget this is it's off force he hits a lot of force yeah and, and i think one thing that especially after the australia tour teams realized oh it's not Kohli that we have to it's not just Kohli that we have to have a plan for right yeah it's not just Kohli that we can we have to focus on trying to get this guy out it's like oh wait this guy can just soak up pressure and just yeah. keep teams keep india in a match even if Kohli fails yeah. right and that's from a test cricket perspective, that's actually much more dangerous to to a team that's trying to win because if you're trying to win, you need to get the guy out. Yeah, it's like that uh, that old line about Dravid, right? Um, yeah. Forget about Dravid, get the other ten guys out. Uh, in, in this case, they were like, okay, they have, they have Pujara and Kohli. Okay, now we have to get everyone. In. That's that's hard to deal with to begin with, right? So yeah. you got those two coming in, and if you can get those two out, you have a chance. Yeah, those two guys. Yeah, you're you're right about that. They're hard to get out. You're you're definitely right about that. They're they're paying much more attention and they're planning better to Pujara and and in test. I I remember during the 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 just the just finished Australia series uh, earlier this year. uh, Australia just put men on the boundary every time Pujara got the strike. It didn't matter if they were trying to go for an attacking field. They'd always have men out on the square boundaries, especially uh, and and one man down down just to make sure that he can't score. He, they're just gonna put pressure on him and make him get himself out. Um, yeah. and, and it it's, worked. It's a matter of concern. I, as I said, once the WTC final happened, this is the beginning of the end for Pujara, very likely, and it, it, it looks like that. Um, but again, Jimmy bowled a really testing spell. I think what was so good about that spell and what's been good about Jimmy in these particular types of conditions for the last five years, right, when the ball has been doing a bit with the Duke's ball, um, is the sort of patience he has 
accumulated. He didn't have it at the start of the career. And what do I mean by patience here? I mean specifically, he chooses to concentrate on one type of swing, the outswinger, for five or six deliveries or even multiple overs in a row, right? He'll bowl the same ball and then he'll bowl the in-swinger. I remember a time around, say, about 2013, 2014, uh, and before that, Jimmy Anderson often struggled with that sort of uh, virtue of knowing, okay, I'm not going to try to, you know, constantly every over or every over try to mix up in-swing and out-swing, right? And that matters because what happens is you throw yourself off your line and line. Even if you think you don't and you have good control, fundamentally, because of the way that you have to, those two deliveries are swinging and the way that you have to get certain people out, right? Like an in-swinger, for instance, can't be bold at the same line often as an out-swinger on middle stuff because if it's bold there, then it goes on the pads, you hit it, right? Um, and, and that's been really nice to see. Even the deliveries that he got Pujara out with, right? And, and Kohli with. Yes, they were in-swingers that seemed the way. But those came after tons of deliveries where he was bowling out-swingers. And that's what set them up for that. He looked increasingly apprehensive because he's been technically uh, being sort of exposed of late where he's trying to play more and more for the in-swinger, right? And so that's what made that spell even more brilliant in my eyes is that he, you know, he made him uncomfortable. He was like, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait and wait. And then the natural variation took place, right? He did bowl the in-swinger, <laughs> but unfortunately for goalie, it seemed a way and yeah. nicked him. Brilliant. You, you know, um, I mean, I think, I think again, it really shows how, how much of a good bowler Jimmy Anderson is and has been in his career. That was, uh, Kohli's wicket was the 619th wicket, so he moved level. Oh, yeah, with, uh, leveled with Kumble. Uh, right. Yeah, and I mean, that's not a bad list to be not tied third on, right? No, it's, it's not. It's Worley, Kumble, Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and he's the only one out, uh, still out there, and he's probably going to play until, what, the start of next year? Yeah. Uh, it, for the Ashes? I think, I think he'll play for the Ashes. I don't know if he'll continue after that, just because I think he, Ashes series for most English and Australian players yeah. tends to be the beginning of the end. And and for somebody like Jimmy, I mean, the, the body is working fine for now, but come on those Australian pitches, those hard surfaces, you bowl a long over. 100 degree days. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not good for a lot of pitches. Let me, let me tell you that. Yeah. Um, but no, and, I mean, it, changing the pitches and the change of the ball manufacturing yeah. has really helped specifically bowlers like Jimmy Anderson, specifically bowlers that... Um, we we as cricket fans appreciate as like test match bowlers. Yeah, not, we want we want to see the, the ball swing. I mean, like yeah. it, it was getting ridiculous in the like late two thousands, where like every like a lot of the pitches were just like flat five hundred versus five hundred matches. Not everyone, but a lot of them. And some so, some were six hundred versus nine hundred matches. <laughs> that, that was a little bit earlier, but I get your point. Um, but. No man, I I agree, man. It's been it's been uh, it's a, it's a great achievement for him. It shows his durability. You made a really good point with Ollie Robinson crediting Jimmy for you know being mentoring him, right? And I think you can see some of the skills of Ollie Robinson's right from Jimmy in terms of this newfound bowling intelligence, right? Ollie Robinson as well um, can bowl to a bowl a plant, right? Like as I mentioned earlier on, they both realized they were bowling a little bit too wide and letting the batsman not play enough, they went back after lunch and bowled straight up, right? Um, Ollie Robinson, another guy who I think is immensely gifted, 
um, like probably the most gifted English Seema I've seen, just in terms of the complete package, right? Because he's not quick, but he gets immense amount of bounce because he's very tall, six six or something of that effect. Um, he had can swing it both ways, and he has this brilliant gift of bowling intelligence, which you can't give to every bowler. You can have you have a lot of intelligent, you have a lot of talented bowlers who don't know how to bowl to a plan, don't know how to bowl consistently, or don't have the intelligence to set up that. And you set up Rohit, for instance, today. But also, he's a huge reason why Pujara got out in the way that he did. People forget that. He, when Pujara came out of bat, there were a bunch of deliveries that were rising and fending, that were cutting back in, right? Um, sort of inductors, if you will, right? And and that yeah. unsettled Pujara. He won- played one that, like, padded off to, like, short leg, in fact. It was looking very uncomfortable. It was fending on his ribs. Um, and that that's really important because I think like Stuart Broad, this guy is going to have magic spells because he has that inducker. He has the ability to rise, get the ball to climb off a length. And he has that. And that in turn makes it that when he pitches up really full um, and he goes into that kind of zone and he bowls those like magic sharply veering inductors, he's going to he's going to wreck batting lineups. He has to be a, yeah. a, a starter for the Ashes. I, I, he, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I mean, that says it all. I feel more bad for KL on the other hand because he played brilliantly. KL, oh. I thought, technically, what has this was the best I saw him bat since he made his debut in Australia when he was hailed as the next Dravid. And what was so impressive, right, uh, Rowan, was his ability to play the ball incredibly late and not veer too much um, away from his body. Right, every drive, even the drives that you saw him play, right, his head was purely intently looking at the delivery it was it, his head position was precisely it moved at the same time as his foot played and and it was it was brilliant to watch it was incredibly played incredibly late um and and played like an opener should in you can score runs here he proved that you just have to be sensible yeah i mean i just wanted to bring this up um KL Rahul had a, had a control percentage for ESPN uh, Crick and Foe, 79%. That's pretty good. Now, especially on a cloudy day at Trent As an opener, mind you. As an opener. Yeah. Against Jimmy Anderson, right? Yeah. And, and, it's not and like he's, he's, it's not like he's up against like a village 11. He's, he's up against Jimmy Anderson. Jimmy Anderson, with a, with, Stuart Broad. With a dude's ball. Ollie Robinson. A good attack. Good Robinson. Attack. Yeah. In in cloudy conditions. Even Sam Curran was doing things. It, it's not, not much. Yeah. But he was doing things. Yeah, no, it, it, wonderful innings, and I, I hope he gets a century, man. Like, if if he if he gets a century here, I think it could kickstart his Test career, and he could be a genuinely world class opener. Real testament to his hard work and work ethic, and as well as to the Indian uh, domestic system. That yeah. he went back and put in the work. He said, "Okay, fine, I can't make it into the Test team. What do I have to do to get back in the Test team? Well, I have to go and fix my technique. I have to fix my temperament. I have to fix how I bat." So I can get back into the test team, so I can get back in the ODI team, so I can earn my way back into the team. And he's done that. And now he's reaping the rewards of playing first class cricket, playing well in the IPL, yeah, playing well, um, and, and just being around the squad and being that guy who's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team. And re- really, this actually helps India in, in not just because he can bat, but what happens if, like, because we saw during the uh, Gavis test, he got injured. Yeah. During that test, he injured his hand. Um, Saha had to come on and keep for a little bit. 
um, because you of need that. a reserve keeper, and and and, and Gail can do that. He's not a good keeper, but he can do it, right? So yeah, and also more importantly, it lets you it, it makes sure that if Punt gets injured or if Punt is exhausted, he can he can take some time off, go off the field, get fixed, get get himself fixed up, and then come back. Yeah, and you don't really you have a keeper in the side, so you can bring in say a specialist in close fielder or a guy that you can trust. Uh, in, in like the slips or the gullies. Yeah, it improves every every facet of this Indian team to have that extra option. I do want to actually move on here and, and talk about um, predictions, right? So we know that the match is very evenly poised at this point, right? Uh, 125 for four, uh, England 183 in their first innings. Um, it's really interesting because it just takes one collapse. And by one collapse with this Indian tail, we literally mean like two wickets. <laughs> it would take two wickets to get um, yes. into this. <laughs> into this uh, uh, and, and get like, it would literally take like 25 or 30 runs to get them all up, right? Which would mean that they could potentially England, if they bowl well here. Uh, on the third day, really well, they could knock over India before them before India even take the lead, which would be remarkable, um, especially given the start ninety-seven run partnership and so forth. But what what do you think? What do you, what what are your predictions here? Um, I think India does get the lead. Kale Rahul looks like he is in that mood. He's like, okay, I'm going to score a century. I'm not going to score just a century. I'm going to score a big century. I'm going to score 150, 200. He looks like he's in that sort of mindset, and I'm going. I'm not going to get myself out. I'm going to bat the time, get down, and score runs. And if, yeah. if if no one else is going to bat with me, I will bat alone. And if he gets a daddy hundred here, right? He knocks the stuffing out of England. I think. I don't think the the batting lineup that's inexperienced survives that. So I think it's crucial. My prediction: I I think India will get um, to about two seventy five, which is close to a hundred run lead. Which I think yeah, would be enough. That, that's yeah. On that note, um, yeah, guys, we're, we're going to be signing off. Um, it's been great um, covering this match so far. It's been really uh, well poised uh, on the second day, as we've mentioned earlier. And I'm just looking forward to the third day, man, because we, we we've been dying for a win. Yeah, Indian fans, we've been dying for a win um, in it's, England. It's been so long. It's been two matches since we last won a match. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's, we've been dying for a series win, man. Like, it's our, been one match since we had a series win. In England. England. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, in England. Um, but no, it's 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 great, man. Um, it's it, it's 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 a great series uh, shaping up so far. And yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye. See you guys.